Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of Zonecast. I'm Sasita and I have Awad with me today. Hi Awad. Hello Sasita. Hi Awad. Uh, so we are on our way to build a JavaScript web application. Uh, during our journey we have talked about uh, setting up an application. We have talked about integrating a library and we have even discussed linters code quality and even some of the pitfalls of coding. Now to continue with our journey Today we are going to talk about front end testing. To talk about this topic, we have Johan Gomes with us. Now without further ado, let's begin. So Johan tell us why should we do front end testing in whatever the application whether it's back end or front end we should follow testing uh, throughout the project the reason behind that is uh, whatever the components you are building to make sure that it is fully functional uh, properly aligning with whatever the requirements which we are building on top of and all the uh, code flaws are working fine as expected uh, say for an instance if there is a if condition mm-hmm. and there are two branches we should make sure that all the branches are covered properly and all the functionality within all those branches are working fine uh, and uh, there are multiple uh, testing strategies plus uh, various uh, ways of uh, executing these tests and running these tests and uh, it's mandatory to do testing uh, in the in front end or either back end or whatever the application you are writing when we say front end when when we say testing it is a very broader topic so are there any types of subcategories of this front end testing that you mentioned can you elaborate more on that of course so uh, mainly there are two types of uh, testing uh, in general uh, which is unit testing and integration testing so mm-hmm. what unit testing mean, means is that uh, we are testing whatever the components we are de- building uh, in unit level and uh, integration testing is that we are testing uh, the whole component set of components combined together as a integration point so uh, in unit testing uh, what we consider is that uh, whatever the unit test we write should be able to run in a production environment as well so with the application what we are building if we put all these code segments into production environment and if we want to suddenly run unit test whatever the unit test spec we have written we should be able to run it then and there and it will make sure that all the units within the project isolated in isolated manner will work fine uh, like as uh, what we are expecting it to be and integration testing what it means is that uh, Uh, in whatever the application uh, there might be several integration points uh, in a api there might be api calls uh, directly you can call them and afterwards it might do some manipulations to whatever the data we are providing and it might be saving this data in a database and uh, this whole flow is a integration point so this save flow uh, as a integration point we can test uh, throughout uh, by uh, providing a Uh, data set and making sure by asserting the data set in the database saying that okay 
uh, whatever the data you provided to this function went through all these flows and got saved in the database. So that is an integration test uh, case and uh, in a unit test, it's the minor part where uh, one component, uh, when we consider the whole flow, there might be several components uh, uh, in that flow. And if we take a look at a single component, whether that single component works as it is expected to be and uh, it's doing its job properly. Uh, okay. Uh, so, Johan, can you tell me now you said integration testing is testing the entire uh, flow. Uh, but how does that differ from uh, like testing uh, your API or like uh, the testing that a QA person would do? Yeah, so uh, in this case now, uh, in the integration testing, uh, what happens is uh, actually we are taking uh, down all these uh, integration points. Uh, say if we are writing a SDK project, there might be several methods which we are exposing to client. So these are all integration points and there might be various uh, combinations, right? So if there are five methods available and if we can call all of these methods, the order matters in some cases and there might be different, different combinations of arguments which you can pass to these mm -hmm. para, uh, methods and depending on all of those, those will get uh, saved and manipulations will happen and there might be different, different outcomes depending on the flow and the arguments which you are passing. So, uh, difference between the QA person testing versus this testing is that QA person, whoever the uh, uh, one which is going to test this, will manually go through all of these flows and uh, somehow try to complete and cover all of these. But mm -hmm. in uh, functional testing, this uh, integration testing uh, approach, what happens is, uh, now as we write a spec with all these scenarios, it will have uh, all the test cases uh, written and we will be able to run it then and there without having to manually test anything. Mm -hmm. So afterwards, uh, say uh, in uh, two, three months, there might be a new requirement to our project and we'll be implementing new functionalities. So then what happens is we will be adding a new uh, set of uh, test cases to the same spec and uh, with these changes, we will be able to run the whole test suit and make sure that everything works fine with the new changes as well. So we are testing the new change mm. plus all the uh, uh, other things which we have not even touched, but it could be broken due to this new change. Mm -hmm. So if we expect QA person to do this manually on each iteration of the software release or whatever the component build, then it's not practical, right? Yeah. So it's mandatory to have front-end integration testing if we are spending a lot of time uh, like uh, doing integration testing manually. Um, you mentioned earlier, now, whenever we are providing a new feature, we should be able to test all of these test suits and test methods. Now, my question is, now what are the frameworks and tools that we can use to make our life easier? Yeah, so uh, there are uh, several test, uh, uh, front-end test tools available as of now. Uh, pretty famous one is Jasmine, and uh, Mocha is again one of them. Uh, Mocha is a bit special one. Uh, they are, uh, with the design of Mocha, uh, the designers thought that, okay, we, we, we won't be integrating the assertion library with uh, our framework. So it's basically 
the core part of uh, testing framework without the assertion. So uh, assertion means that uh, uh, in a unit test, uh, they, like what we do is we'll be calling a, a, a function or a particular uh, like area of code, whatever the one we are, which we are trying to test, we'll be calling that function. And afterwards, when we call it, we'll be asserting to see whether it's doing the expected thing. It might be that when we are calling this add function, if we are passing two parameters like A and B, two numbers, and uh, in that function, it will be returning a value uh, by adding these two uh, arguments. So in this case, we have to assert whether A and B values which we passed are equal to the value which we got from the output. So the assertion part of it is done by these assertion libraries. There are so many utility methods available to do complex type of things like you can assert uh, for exceptions and like various uh, scenarios are there. So you can resolve all of these. Uh, uh, with these assertion libraries and with Mocha we can use Chai assertion library and there are so many uh, other uh, assertion libraries available as well and uh, when we take a look at Jasmine we don't need uh, any kind of assertion library it's inbuilt out of the box available like the assertion part is available with it uh, so you just have to keep on writing and uh, both of these uh, test frameworks are behavior driven. Now, Johan, as you may remember, we have been we have been on a road to setting up our JavaScript application. Now we've done we've integrated libraries, we've uh, tested our code quality, and we've bit, uh, discussed the pitfalls. Now, uh, now we have this application running. How would we proceed? What would the approach be if we want to go for front-end testing with this web application? Okay, so. Uh there are two things. You specifically mentioned that it's a web application, right? Mm -hmm. So in this case, if we are to uh, write uh, unit tests, uh, so from my point of view, what I think is that, that unit testing is mandatory for whatever the application you are building. Integration testing is kind of like optional. Like if you can invest, yes, go ahead and do that. But unit testing, there's no like... Uh, vague decisions like whether to go ahead with unit testing or not, you must do it. Mm -hmm. So uh, in unit testing context, when it comes to a uh, web application, I prefer using Jasmine uh, with Karma Test Runner. So uh, I'll uh, brief you guys about uh, Karma as well. So I called it a test runner. So this is what happened now. Even though we write all our code uh, in Jasmine, mm -hmm. it's basically uh, a set of JavaScript functions where we'll be writing all our test cases depending on the uh, on their uh, API. So they have uh, provided us with API. We can use the SDKs, whatever the available functions, and call them and get uh, our test spec ready. But even though we have this test spec, we, we have to actually run it in a browser context to see, right? Uh, and in when it comes to browsers, if we are testing a particular functionality, we have to, if we are to confirm that it's working fine, we have to make sure that it works in all the browsers. Like, or whatever the targeted browsers which we are supporting in our application. So uh, when it comes to that situation, if we are to run this manually, uh, like this code segment manually in one by one in all these browsers which we are supporting, it again is kind of like a overkill work, right? Yeah. So what we can do is we can use a test runner 
like karma and configure it to uh, it's saying okay run my test spec mm-hmm. in chrome firefox safari in this platform likewise you can configure all of those browsers with specific versions which you have installed in your machine and if you have set of vms you can configure multiple uh, like like in different different platforms you can configure different different uh, uh, browsers depending on the availability and you can run the same test spec in all of these platforms and browsers mm-hmm. and make sure that your functionality whatever you are exposing works as expected in all of these so that's the idea behind a test runner Uh, and uh, karma is one of them and uh, initially i explained that we are talking about front end uh, web application now if it is a node application mm-hmm. where it doesn't have a ui and like it, it's it's uh, not turning, running in a uh, web, uh, web, web browser mm-hmm. in that case you don't have to use karma so basically you can run uh, all your uh, jasmine test spec like whatever the rest cases you've written straight up in the node uh, command line uh, mm-hmm. like there are so many approaches you can uh, integrate it with your build process and run it and so on and uh, mocha again you can do the same thing and uh, there are different different approaches when it comes to like running it uh, in different platforms uh, in a web application context versus uh, testing a, a node application so rohan uh, you mentioned about testing our codes in multiple browsers now there's another concept that is known to us as a headless browser can you explain it a bit more okay so basically a headless browser uh, means a browser where it doesn't have a user interface you can actually run your browser whatever the application so web application what we are building will run in a browser right so in case if you want to run this web application uh, in a browser but you don't want to pop up a browser screen and show all these outputs one scenario might be that if you want to run all your test suits whatever the test cases you have uh, in a ci cd process where uh, in the jenkins server or whatever the continuous integration server you want to run this so if you are to pop up a browser and run all these tests it might not work right so in that case you can use headless browsers to run your test cases where it won't pop up a browser but uh, it'll uh, spawn a browser uh, and it won't show you the ui and it will run all these test cases and it will provide you with the results and with headless browsers you can even take screenshots by invoking certain functions so the, the, it's basically a browser without a uh, look and feel uh, ui presented uh, uh, directly like in chrome or firefox you can't see anything you can invoke it in command line you can get things done and afterwards you can get the results if you want to get take a screenshot you can straight up ask okay get me a screenshot and it will return you a image so these can be used in ci cd environments and one of the libraries which uh, we uh, broadly use is phantom js so uh, whenever you want to uh, integrate uh, your test suite and run it in ci cd process i always suggest uh, it's better to go ahead with phantom js and again uh, in your uh, local environment also if you want to just make sure that functionality is all working fine you can always use phantom js and if it is a uh, 
UI context based uh, something which you are testing like it's always better to go ahead with a browser and verify in development environment but in development environment also it's always better to go ahead with phantom js if you are testing the logics uh, okay uh, so johan assume that i want to verify the user interface for an example in our web app we have added a carousel and i want to click the next button and see if the image is moving uh, so how would i go about doing that yeah so about this falls under uh, category of integration testing and uh, we can use selenium for this case selenium is one of the uh, famous tools which which is used for this purpose so there are several uh, helper methods and uh, its uh, api uh, provides you with so so many support uh, uh, whatever the uh, methods to uh, go ahead and emulate clicks and do all sort of stuff like what whatever which you were explaining and uh, with this uh, you can uh, do a proper integration testing so th- this is a specific uh, tool which you can use to do that and uh, in uh, like when it comes to phantom js uh, we mainly use phantom js to run uh, unit test mm-hmm. not to do uh, integration testing if you are specifically looking for integration testing framework then uh, you can use that and uh, it again depends on uh, what you are trying to test even there are more specialized integration testing tools available for specific frameworks also when it comes to angular there is protractor uh, uh, which uh, does the uh, testing part of view portion of it mm-hmm. and uh, like th- th- there are various tools to uh, do the same thing uh, and uh, one thing you have to make sure is that when you are choosing a framework always make sure what you are trying to do whether it's a integration test or unit test don't try to emulate or do anything which is related to unit testing with a framework which is specialized in uh, integration testing that means basically don't use selenium to uh, do unit testing it doesn't make any sense unit testing is basically we are taking the javascript code segment whatever the code you are writing and like function basis all the micro level components you can test out with uh, unit testing frameworks uh, so with those only uh, jasmine mocha and all those other frameworks which i've explained earlier comes up so you mentioned earlier there's no argument that we can pass like we have to make sure that all the all our codes are unit tested right So now when it comes to this point how can i guarantee that all of the functions or all of the, all of the codes that i have written in my functions are covered through the test cases that i have written okay that's a good question so uh, there are uh, there is a approach to do this uh, it's called coverage reporting so whatever the tests you are writing Uh, there are specialized tools available to generate a coverage report so what it does is now uh, when you write your code uh, your whatever the source code it will have all these functions classes and everything right and again in your test spec you have tests along with all of those uh, like say if there is a class called student and it has set of functions there is a test spec which is testing all of these functions and uh, with the coverage reporting tool what it does is it will go through all these tests 
and uh, with the classes associated with it and it will uh, actually do the execution part of it and it will make sure that whatever the tests you are writing goes through all the integration like all the uh, branches of the code and it will report all the branch coverages say if there is a if condition and uh, else part of it uh, and uh, in those two if we are calling two other functions and uh, if we are testing only one path in our test it will make sure that okay it will notify you saying this is not covered you have to make sure that this is covered likewise it will uh, show you a branch level coverage function level class level like in detail you can see all the coverages in percentages referring to classes with each of these lines okay this line is covered with this test case and this line is not likewise you can see all of these uh, results in the generated output normally it will be a web page generated via this uh, uh, tool uh, and then again you can go through all of these uh, refer all the uh, sections which is not covered and which should be tested and we can revisit our uh, unit test spec and uh, update it with that we've reached the end of our episode a very big thank you to johan for joining us this evening as well you can find the links to the content we discussed in the description below thank you for listening in and have a wonderful day